views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, they will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hey guys, we're back. Um, We haven't left, we're still here. Uh, It's been a while, but we've been busy and, as you can probably tell from my voice, a little under the weather. Uh, But welcome to uh, episode 11 of Theme Park Blueprints. Drew, on the other side of Orlando, how you doing? Good, good, good. How are you? I am good. As always, I am Ryan from the Theme Park Guides, joining me. Drew the intern from in the, from the in, the loop. in the loop podcast fame, um, and yeah, mildly popular. Some people know about it. So, oh, well, before we get anywhere, did you guys reach twelve million views before IAPA? Uh, we reached twelve million views the morning of IAPA. So, yes, technically, before the show floor opened, I woke up that morning, like. 6.30 in the morning, and we had 12 million views. Excellent. Nice, nice, nice. We don't have anywhere near that many listens, but we are, we're working on it. We're working on it. Also, but if you think about it, In The Loop podcast is ten years is 11 years old this year. That's true. Um, this is 11 episodes. Crazy. Yeah. So almost, um, almost the same thing. Quick story. Uh, the, the In The Loop guys hung out with the season pass guys at Fun Spot for a little bit. Uh, and um, uh, we were just kind of talking about Coast Raiders. Coast Radio is missing. And if it weren't for those three podcasts, things like Theme Park Blueprints probably wouldn't exist. Um, or Amusement Spark, uh, Disney Podcasts, or anything like that. Because those were really the original three podcasts talking about theme parks. And everything else has sort of spun off since then. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, I wouldn't know what to listen to if it wasn't for, for those guys for my daily commutes. It's true. So I know it's, it's been a while, but you know, our last episode we closed with us going to Halloween Horror Nights, and we had plenty more Halloween Horror Nights after that. It was just kind of a crazy busy time. It always is this time of year down here. And between between that and between work and as you know, my coming down with a respiratory the sickness of some sort. I don't know what's going on. Just, you know, it's just, I've got this nasty cough. Hopefully you guys don't have to hear it or anything like that. But speaking of horror nights, we had discussed this uh, privately while we were at one of our horror nights events. And we decided, Hey, why don't we try to maybe figure out a new layout of the property and try to figure out a new way to do it. This is not us. Um, naming different IPs or anything we'd like to see come to the park or anything like that, but more or less just kind of how can they handle these crowds that they're getting now? Yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where I think Universal realizes that they have added or that the event is grown too much. And I mean, the IPs obviously don't help because the IPs draw more attendance in every year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you and I both agree it's come to the point where one park is too little space. It really is. I mean, and they've, they've dabbled in two parks before. They had the one year in 2004 where they were in both parks. 
Um, and then they had the one year, I believe it was 2005, where it was back at IOA, but on peak nights, they also opened up Mummy and let people hang out in the other areas of the park, but there was no haunt going on over there. Yeah. Just kind of like to, to ease the, ease the stress a little bit. Because Islands of Adventure is not necessarily built for something like this. It's, it's basically just a single loop. There's no super wide midways or, you know, ways to loop around or anything like that. It's literally just a loop around, you know, around the lake and that's it. So it's not really set up for this because if you want to get from one side of the park to the other, you have to go around the loop. There's no mm-hmm. easy way to do it, you know. Well, studios are set up like a movie studio and it's just streets and grid and it, and it's actually set up really well. It's odd you say that because I was just thinking about how in normal like theme park world, Islands is obviously your dream layout. It goes around in a circle. You go to one place and you come back to the other. Mm-hmm. Versus Studios has dead ends and places you have to go to. Um, something like E.T. people might not even find because they don't. it's not on quite the main drag. You have to go out of your way to find Harry Potter and the Escape from Green Guts. And so it's not... And same thing with Transformers. So it's not like a good layout for a theme park. It's more something along the lines of like a Six Flags New England where it has dead ends and endpoints and a couple of ways to get places. And and as, with that, as a standard theme park, Iowa works. But when you're trying to do these separate events as if like a Horror Nights, it's... You're, you're putting in a lot more people. I mean, Iowa is not, I mean, it's designed, it's a big park, but you put too many people in there and you feel it. I mean, you it's need a to big have park some crosses that, over like your Magic Kingdom. I feel like a third of Islands of Adventure is taken up by this giant lagoon that they do nothing with. Mm-hmm, exactly. I wish, I mean, they won't fill it in, but I wish they could do something with it. But mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about, you know, the what, 25 days, 24 days of the year that bring out some of the worst people to the parks, that bring out some of the best people to the parks. It gets, it's when we get our friends to come in from all over the country, they come down and we get to hang out with them again and drink everywhere and be scared. And yeah, that's Horror Nights. And so I, I don't think this show is going to be as much of our same format as our other show where we would break down year by year this is just going to talk about different ideas we think that could happen yeah are we on the same page with that kind of definitely we're not going to be like okay in 2018 they need to do this and that's not what this is at all because you know we may come up with something for you know 2018 hypothetically but it's a we're not going to know ips we're not going to know anything the whole industry kind of might change this is kind of us just planning out to where they could expand and maybe lay it out different to where it it works a little better for Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing I, I definitely think, jumping right in here, I think you got to see two parks, and then you can easily use the Hogwarts Express to be one of the things that, that transports people back and forth. Um yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because already during the time that is a, uh, a a park hopper ticket, you need to use the Hogwarts Express, and I think 
Universal might be hesitant in the whole idea of wanting to use both parks and having the Hogwarts Express open because then that kind of gives their elusive park hopper attraction to, to people that are only paying for the, the one Horror Nights ticket. But at the same time, there really aren't people who go to Horror Nights and are like, oh shit, we got to ride the rides. I don't, the rides never eat any line. I don't, I don't necessarily think they need to have the Hogwarts Express open. I mean, it's kind of a bonus to have, you know, Gringotts open, but Gringotts, unless it's a, an incredibly busy Horror Nights night, has no line. So, oh, I was thinking it more of a, an easier way to shuttle people back and forth. Cause you obviously have to have the parks open. And I mean, you can shuttle people back and forth through walking through City Walk. There's obviously going to be some like breakaway somewhere in the middle, but I think the Hogwarts Express can be that third route for you to get in between the two parks. I don't think I want to put that many drunk people on it. Okay. That's, that's my thing because there is some movement. Um, so. I mean, I don't know their level of like guest illnesses that they have or code V's or protein spills, whatever they want to call it. I also don't want to see, you know, I've seen the drunk people there at Horror Nights and they're way worse than anything during the summer or during any other time of the year. And I've seen them do damage to the park and I don't want them to do that inside the Hogwarts Express. And, you know, like, the theming inside the the queues and everything like that. I just don't want to see it. Okay. So are, are we in agreement though that they got to go to parks soon? They do. They abs- they absolutely have to. Um, I kind of want to see them lose the back half of studios, like your Simpsons and kind of stuff like that. I want to see them almost kind of centrally locate everything around the back lot or, you know, by the, um, the sound stages and kind mm-hmm. of have some things off on ends. Like I probably wouldn't use any of the sprung tents, but I might still use the parade building. Mm-hmm. Um, that new, um, that, I- that new building they built that I wouldn't even use that at all. Well, I mean, is that even still there? I, I haven't been, I I haven't been like, back, so I haven't I haven't had a chance to take a look and see if they it's even still standing or not. Me neither, but I just kind of would assume that Chance House is gonna go away and be like rebuilt again. Mm-hmm. Kinda like the disaster queue. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Um the benefit with the, the, the production center center is those sound stages are in between the two parks. Um, so then you could take a house like American Horror Story, who had a ridiculously long queue mm-hmm. and they just built switchbacks in a soundstage. You could have relatively the same length amount of queue and just have you enter over by Poseidon's Fury and go in that way. Easily, yeah. And that would then open up other parts of the area to maybe other scare zones. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I know... Um, they cannot in Seuss Landing. They can't have scary. They just can't do it. Um, I think that the the agreement they came to with the um, estate is that they can dim the lights, they can put fog in there, and they can play the music backwards. 
I want to say that's what I read literally about an hour ago about Seuss Landing and how they managed to have that be accessible for Horror Nights. Um, and I mean, I got to tell you, some of the Seuss characters are fucking creepy looking, yeah. especially if during like darker times, like say you dim the lights, you have fog and you have the Lorax just walking around like it's still creepy. Completely. It is. It really, really is. Uh, like it, it, it amazes me, but there is no way authors of children's books aren't high on drugs all the time. I mean, Dr. Seuss did have an adult book too. Mm-hmm. With lots of nudity in it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, kind of back to um, the park. I don't think we need to open up um, Diagon Alley. That doesn't need to be open. I don't think any of Jurassic Park needs to be open either. Um, and I don't think Kong... Eh, no, Kong. And I think... Yeah, I don't think those areas need to be open. Um, I think you could use the amphitheater in Toon Lagoon for something. Mm-hmm. Um, put another show there, even maybe even move, you know, have every year Bill and Ted bounces back and forth between the two. Because um, I know they had it in there for when it was in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's areas back by, you know, Popeye where you can do like scare zones. They might even be able to do a haunt in their flume. Uh, See, I was thinking the extended queue, very similar to the disaster area. It was once a home for a house and I think you could do it again. Yeah, because, yeah, they could do that. But I mean, I really want to have some of these rides open, like Amazing Spider-Man. I want to have, you know, um, the Incredible Hulk open. I want to have... You know, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. I want to have Revenge of the Mummy, Transformers. I was say, but you're not running Popeyes and no. Dudley Do Right. No, 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 no. And you're not going to be able to run anything during Su- in Seuss because this is not a kids' event. Uh-huh. Um, you're not running Poseidon's Fury. No. You're. It's the park is literally. I don't. I think it's going to end before you can get into Hogwarts. So you might be able to have more of a a scare zone inside of Lost Continent there. You could do something in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do... There still is the building that they had, the Carnage House, back in you know Superhero Island. That's still available. Yeah, I was looking for that on the map, and I was trying to figure out exactly where that was. I believe it's that that um, that larger white building behind. Oh, like behind Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was right there, and I wish that the cameras were a thing really then because nobody was filming anything back then, so there are no good videos of that year because that was the year they had the Marvel themed. Scare zone and house. They had the Jurassic Park themed house. But that this that's history. We're not talking about history here. We're talking about the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. It's interesting to me that the, the event went to islands, the event went to two parks, and then they were like, This isn't working out. We need to go like, back. I want I want to know what they're what they were talking about 
which made their decision to go, okay, we need to go back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then did something happen to where they're like, okay, this isn't working anymore. We need to go back to USF. I mean, what was being built between 2004 and 2005? Uh, I mean, if you think about it, nothing went into islands from when it opened. And the next year they put Storm Force and Hi- Flight of the Hippogriff, mm-hmm. but it was Unicorn then. And nothing happened again until Potter Potter in 09. Um, when did uh, Rocket go in? We can't use Rocket RCDB because it's broken. Um, I, Rocket was the year before Potter. So if Potter was 2010, then Rocket was nine. If Rocket was, if Potter was nine, then Rocket was 10. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, th- like, what could have happened that made them move it back over? I like, I didn't know if there was going to be like construction or something going on and they really couldn't handle it. Um, yeah. Um, but there really wasn't. No. Because even Dragon Challenge was up for most of Potter's construction. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Back to kind of a layout here. Okay, so Potter opened in 2010. Rocket was in 2009. Okay. Um, I don't really think they need to have Gringotts open. You could have no. You can have it go back as far... Then that's kind of a problem here, though, too. Because you're looking at possible dead ends, like really bad, really bad dead ends. I I get why Gringotts is open because Gringotts adds so much capacity to that park. It does between it being a high capacity ride and its queue line fitting four hours of line. Like realistically, even though that's not where you go when you are in line at Horror Nights, it adds to the capacity of the park having that ride open. Less people can come to the event if Gringotts isn't open. And I know we say that about lots of rides, but Spider-Man does not have the extended queue that Gringotts has. So, no, it doesn't. Kind of thing. So I don't think they need to have Men in Black open. You can close that. Um, is Simpsons open for? Yeah, Simpsons is open. I mean, none of the rides are particularly popular. No, they aren't. Um, but you, you can still use the Fear Factor. I think you need to kind of go from Fear Factor stage. And have it extend like basically straight across all the way to Toon Lagoon. I think well, that's your stretch. I think if you're walking past a ride and it's closed, I think that's bad. So what you do is from that stretch, you've got Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. You've got Incredible Hulk. Then you're not going to have anything Seuss open. So would you not open Doom? Doom can be a... That one's that can be a wild card. Uh-huh. I don't think it needs to be open, um, but maybe if they, I don't think it needs to be open. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I'm sitting here thinking of these rides in the form of like a Cedar Point operated ride, where Doom would need like four operators, and it basically is free to run. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom at Universal probably takes like fucking twenty operators, since that's how Universal works with every ride. You know, you gotta you gotta have the coasters open. So you gotta also have backlot or not backlot, um, rip red rocket. rocket. You gotta also have mummy open. Those have to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, you can open Transformers, but Transformers has always been that weird ride that closes at midnight because the techs need to get access to the to the scoops. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. or I guess whatever they're calling which, which I assume Spider-Man's going to have the same problem. Probably. Which, that's fine. Speaking of time, they need to fix that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want, I think you had mentioned in a previous episode of In the Loop that Orlando was looking at extending bar time till 4 a.m. Yes. Um, and that's basically... Which wasn't on my ballot when I voted, which I thought it was. So uh, I don't know if that never made it that far or if that's not something the I don't know. Humans get to pick. It's like city council gets to pick that. But that was definitely something that was I, under the constant, uh, under the idea because it was, it was funny because it's hotels like the Gaylord Palms that's in Kissimmee that benefit from it. And convention center hotels have people that go to the convention center, but then go stay at that and lose out on revenue, mm-hmm. which is something that I would just never think is a big enough deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have never guessed hotels were like, oh, we lose out this much revenue. We need to have our bars open later. It just seems like a, we want to make more money, not that we feel like we are missing out on money. So with that being said, I think Horror Nights needs to extend an hour. But not it's not really extending an hour as it's pushing everything back an hour. I don't like going to Horror Nights. I mean, I really like Going to horror nights at like five thirty, six o'clock, whatever time they started at six thirty. I don't even know it anymore. I like going at that time, but I hate going to any of the houses because it's so bright outside in Florida during that time of year that you walk into the house, your eyes don't adjust until you're almost out of the house. By the time they've adjusted, you're now stepping outside the house, so you're mi- oh, yeah. you're missing out on so much detail. I hate going to horror nights during the daylight. So. If they could push everything back a bit, which then, and you don't, even if one o'clock is, or was it two this year? Was one? Yeah, two is our latest. So even if two o'clock is the latest they can go, I think you need to push back the starting time slightly, and you also need to change the the cheaper parking option to much later. Mm-hmm. I think that. Is eight o'clock to ten o'clock is when it goes down to five dollars. That needs to start at ten o'clock because you've seen it to where you go to the park and it's really just kind of smooth. It's easy to go on. It's easy to do everything. Eight o'clock hits and that's when shit hits the fan and mm-hmm. everybody comes out of the woodwork. You've got all the people now. You have a whole new assortment of people that are using their express passes. And the lines bog all the way back. And that's when most of the people, a lot of people leave. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to push that back. Because it's your, it's your day guests that have come into the park that spent the full amount of money mm-hmm. are the ones that are leaving at eight o'clock and your frequent fears are the ones that came in at eight o'clock and they're not the ones <laughs> spending that much money. Exactly. So you need, mm-hmm. you want to make your, your day guests that, have spent that money happier. Your frequent fear people, your frequent fear guests, which we're included, um, kind of suck. It, w- yeah, we're we suck. Um, we're not. Go- we we go in there. Um, I think on average, I bought a beer every time I went, mm-hmm. but I might have bought more, or sometimes I didn't buy anything. 
I mean, I spent more time with my refillable soda, which was like a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. than anything else. So I think you need to cater to a better experience by pushing the riffraff back until later. And if mm-hmm. a frequent fear guest really wants to come, they'll come earlier. They'll spend their twenty dollars to park. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, I have, no, I have, no. a, I have a preferred pass, so I got free parking anyway, so it didn't bother me. Well, here's one for you. Do you think we'll ever see frequent fear with parking? We've seen all every year um, since I've been paying attention to the event. Like, really, we've sort of all seen the same tickets. And then last year we got the new one of the ultimate frequent fear that included every single day. Now, do you think we'll see a frequent fear add-on where you can pay for like a hundred bucks get parking for the event? They could do that. And that could also eliminate the assholes at 8 o'clock. Because not only is it annoying to come in, if you happen to be unlucky and going in at 8 o'clock, like you sit in traffic like you have mm-hmm. never seen I mean, right at 8, eight o'clock. I've, I've shown up, um, you know, like 10, 15 minutes till 8 o'clock. And you pull up to the toll booths and there are cars just parked along the side of the street waiting for 8 o'clock to hit so they can go in and get their cheap parking. I've, I've seen it where cars are just parked in the middle and like cars that wanted to pay have to like weave in and out of traffic to get up to the lanes to actually park. Mm-hmm. Or you'll see people get in line for a really long one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like a long line will, will start off at eight o'clock. It's really, it, the whole thing's really weird. It is. But, I th- but at the same time, I, I get the point of the cheap parking, um, because you have City Walk, and you're not going to ever attract locals to go to the movie theater there if you're charging people twenty bucks to park to go to the movies. So I think they need to come up with a way to like validate your movie ticket parking. And there's your, there it is right there on your way out. They will validate your ticket. But now here's another thing: you spend all day at the theme park. You spent all day in that parking lot. You go see a movie on your way out. Do you really deserve your parking back? No. I think there's got to be some way to do it. Cause like four hours or less parking, maybe? I don't know. Bring your receipt, and if it match, if it comes within an hour of your parking time, I don't know. It could. I, I, I think they say, yeah, hold on to your receipt with... When you buy, when you pay for parking, they give you that receipt. That receipt is going to have your exact time of when you parked. You go in, you do whatever you're doing in City Walk. If you're there for, I don't know, if you're not there for very long, then you can validate and get your discount. Um, or, I mean, because what? The $5 parking is still just for Florida locals, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Florida ID. Florida IDs. I, then you might need to change it from five dollars to ten dollars. Mm-hmm. But but here's my thing: something needs to happen so that that rush, that that second rush at eight o'clock doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But um, now it, it's an interesting issue. But like, I don't usually use that Universal movie theater anyway. No. But I think parking is part of the problem why nobody uses that movie theater. It's never busy. 
you can go to a midnight premiere of like a fancy movie. Like I saw the first showing of the Hunger Games a couple years ago, and that movie made millions of dollars, and there was maybe ten of us in the theater. It's because I don't know, and that movie theater feels outdated. Like I think it's a theater for if you're staying on property. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's, it's that one extra thing the family can do. That's not a theme park. It's not a bar. It's not a restaurant. They can go see a movie. And it's right there mm-hmm. on property. Mini golf and a movie. It's exactly. I think that is what that one is. If I'm going to a movie theater, I'm going to the Cinemark. Mm, nope. Is that the Artigon yes. one? Because that is the only movie theater I'm going That's to. That's the only one I'm going to. So I don't really need to pay for parking or go into a huge tourist area to go watch a movie. I'm not going to Disney Springs. I'm not going to City Walk. I've, no. I've seen movies at both. I don't really want to see it again. <laughs> yes, that's that's about how I feel. I've I've seen movies at both. Um, but that's the same reason why I haven't done. I mean, this is so unnecessarily tangenting, but it's it's a valid point. Um, that's the same reason why I haven't done the Point Orlando movie theater. It's also cheap, but you got to pay to park in the theater. Yeah, I don't want to do it. So, mm-hmm. back to, let's get back to Horror Nights here. Get back on track here. So, something that I really want the park to do is the narrow, curvy, little, like, observation areas that the park has. Mm-hmm. So, like, down by Mythos on the water. And, I mean, if we're not using JP, that's fine, too. But, like, I just love the areas. Um, And there's even one over by, like, Bluto's and, like, Miali the ship. Yeah. Um, I love the pathways that are like right up there on the water, and I think those would make awesome scare zones. They could do that. Yeah, definitely. Like right up there, like right after Port of Entry, all the way up to the front there. You've got, you know, in Superhero Island. We cannot, we obviously know Superhero Island is going to be a big scare zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we know that one's going to be one. And I think Toon Lagoon also yields for a very fun scare zone as well. Um, Uh We got to get a house back there. So you have a house in the queue back there. You also have a house in the old carnage building. So there's two houses. um, We were talking about this a minute before we went, we started recording but there is a rather large plot of land, actually, between Blue Man Group and Cat in the Hat. I think that's it's big enough easily for one sprung, even two sprungs. I don't know if they're going to do it, but they could, if they wanted to, they could put the Chance building, where they had Chance this past, this past year, put that there. You've got, you now have another, you know, haunt area that's taken over all of them on the far end. So you've got those three houses. You've got access to all of the sound stages still, because you can go at it from both sides now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have the the crossover path. I think it has to be either like the entrance to where um, Horror Stories was this year. Mm-hmm. I think you make that the path, and you just kind of pull back that entrance to a house. And you have them walk across the Blue Man Group entrance. I still feel like you need to have more than one in the park. I think you need to do 
one up there and then also probably one over by um where the Walking Dead house was this year. Okay. That like through that parking lot back there basically. And I and I, I could see them doing some sort of corn maze esque thing again. because uh, that was really it was a shame that that happened a couple years ago when when that was more than a couple years ago. When they had the corn maze and then that huge hurricane winds came in and just tore out all the corn. That's a real shame. But I mean still there's still plenty of things they could do and I I want to see Horror Nights I mean, we already know Horror Nights is going to succeed. It's not going to not succeed. It's the biggest Halloween theme it's the biggest themed event in theme parks in the world. And it's never going away. So I just would like to see it make a little more sense and our ideas might be total shit. I'm not even sure. But I think if you just kind of expanded it, gave it more land mass, you know, threw in a, another ride here or there. Cause, I mean, what, you'd lose Simpsons and Men in Black, but you'd be able to gain, you know, coasters. And it, it just makes more sense. And it, it's just another interesting new change of scenery. Because sometimes a change of scenery is needed for these types of events. I mean, it gets kind of stale. I mean, even though it was different this year, um, since the um, the disaster queue was not there, so it that was a very dead point of the park from walking from like Mummy over to like Fear Factor. That was such a dead area of the park. It felt kind of unnecessary. But... So I guess change is not necessarily always a good thing. I think it just... I just want to change a pace. I think it's weird they don't they don't push the the scare zone. Like, why is it that that scare zone over by where disaster used to be? Why is it so short? Why can't they go that entire pathway? I don't... I mean... I know they've got the bathrooms there. Is is, is is that something to do with it? Like, you don't want to have a scare zone in the bathrooms? Or like, the bathroom's a safe place? I mean, you don't need the monsters to run into the bathroom. No. You could honestly... But you could be chased into the bathrooms. It's... You, you could. Um, I, I want them to kind of rethink their scare zones. Um, I, I mean, they all suck. This past year, they were all terrible. Um, 25, psychotherapy was great. I watched a person that was just walking around and pretending to shop with a shopping cart for like 20 minutes. And that's all they were doing. They weren't scaring anybody. They were just being crazy. And it's, it, and that, we kind of had that a little bit with chance, with the, with the chance scare zone, with people just kind of going crazy. And that makes people uneasy which is fun. Oh man. My favorite thing I saw in psychotherapy was there was one guy who was just walking up to people and taking bites out of their park map. So they would be like looking for things and he literally would just come up and take a bite and take a bite out of the park map. See, it's great. Stuff like that. <laughs> Having a Mad Max esque themed scare zone with no scares. It was just a zone. 
And that's what I felt everything was this year, is they were all just zones. Here's a themed zone. Here's a themed zone. I'd like them to go back and kind of make the scare zone a scare zone again. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the, you know, the Frontier Trail at Cedar Point for Hollow Weekends. Uh Just heavy fog, hard hard to see where you're going, and people are just jumping out at you. I don't think you can do sliders down here. No, I'm not. I'm not talking sliders. You can, you could easily do, like a dark spotlight-driven, scary area. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I guess that is kind of what um, the Central Park area is. That I mean, that that is basically just the Cedar Point style scare zone, and it works. And this year, it was the best scare zone. Mm-hmm. But hey, um, calm down. I don't know. I just we, there's plenty of room for all the houses. I think they need to stick with nine houses from here on out. I want to see more of a, an effort on doing original houses and not all IPs. But IPs, I understand, are what draw people. So you need they need to find that healthy medium to where you've got what. It it was kind of the perfect combination last year with uh, with twenty five because you had you had nine houses, you had three original houses, you had what was it? It was two original houses, the host house, and then mm-hmm. five or six IP houses. So you had you had a draw. You also had that originality where they where they got to stretch their pipes. Um, I think. They need to have a theme, like an IP scare zone. Every year, do an IP scare zone. Oh, the purge one was great. It kept people out of the houses. Yeah, purge was great. It was um, even even when they did um, die in theater, where they mm-hmm. had IP characters walking around. Granted, it was an annoying, you know, selfie fest, but drew people back there. And I think the same thing with your icon scare zone where you had the stage where people just took also did the mm-hmm. selfies. So I th- I think there needs to be an intellectual property scare zone. They need to stick with the host thing. I like I like the idea of a host and they need to use the host right. Jack was used right, Chance was used wrong. Mm-hmm. Because Chance was, "Hey, I'm the host," but we're not going to basically say that you're the host. Uh, and the chance music was awful. The chance music was, it was just terrible. It was just her yelling random things and it didn't need to be there. So I think, you know, and I'm not, they don't need, they don't need to have an original host every year. They can have an IP host. Like, they had, you know... Leather- the Walking Dead was essentially a host one Walking year. Dead was a host. They had um, Leatherface, Jason, and uh, Freddy Krueger one year. Like, they can do that. I'm totally fine with that. But I will say, I think for 30, it would be fun to have Eddie join in and have Eddie, Jack, and Chance doing kind of like a Civil War thing where the park is split up in almost to three sections each kind of mm-hmm. themed to them. But that's just me. 
So then a couple more things I want to talk about. All right, bring them up. Universal rumored building third park over by UCF Rosen on Universal Boulevard. Yep, this is this is getting into uh, a bet. Um, yeah, so the, the legend and I on In the Loop were talking about how I think it's going to go over there. He does not seem to think it's going to go over there because he thinks it's going to be way too IP heavy. Um, and you're going to see themed lands from like How to Train a Dragon and all of those DreamWorks properties, which isn't going to to lend well into a Horror Nights area. I think there's no way that they're not going to build a third gate with the idea of, oh, we might be able to put a Horror Nights house here. Oh, we can do this here. Um, I, there, there's just no way. There's no way to me that they aren't going to add Horror Nights to their third park at least the first year. If not the first year, the second year. It's going to be there at least once. Yeah, they have to. Um, it's This is their fr- when they opened up IOA, they had, you know, there was, there was planned things that they could put in there. And when they open up this, if, cause this is the planned property of the park for you know, the third gate, I'm looking at it now here on the map. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it only makes sense to have houses there. Even if it's kind of like almost like a scaled back, but your quality is higher. If you bring it down to like seven or eight houses, that's totally fine. And we've, they've proven that they can build a building. Like a temporary building can get thrown up for an event like this. I mean, those sprung tents, they're not permanent buildings. They're temporary buildings that they've just been up year round. I was going to say, oddly enough, they're yeah. just up year round. The, the chance building, temporary building. We, it might be torn down. I don't even know. But they've already been proven that. And I think you could design a fantastic Halloween event and have it there. And then you could, if you really wanted to, if it worked out, you could kind of just do kind of like a rotating pattern. Like two years, it's over here. The other two years, it's over here. And kind of just bounce it back and forth. They could design the park for flow. You're going to have everyday flow and you're also going to have Halloween flow. And they can design that into it. Like Horror Nights is such a huge event here. That it there's it just it, no way to me that they don't plan it. I mean, yeah, it's it's a huge money maker for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's they've already got it all planned out and it's at studios, but it, all the f- every year creative gets thrown a wrench when they build something new. Mm-hmm. The fans would love to see it over there. I know I would. I know you would. Hmm. Something completely different. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, and then um, I know you said you didn't want to do this, but do you have any horror movies that you would love to see come to Horror Nights? Um, off the top of my head, I really can't think of anything. I mean. We could always think of classic ones. Because um, to me, I'm going Pet Cemetery and The Shining. I would like to see a Shining, yes. I think that would make for a fun, a fun house. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can figure out Pet Cemetery, absolutely. Um, but I mean, there's new movies come out all the time. I I wouldn't mind seeing like a really well done Saw mm-hmm. house. 
like just a completely like just fucked up visuals saw house. And okay, and on on this note here, do we see the VR house continuing? Oh, that was my next question for you. Oh man, I, I want to chalk it up as a flop. I think so. I think I think it was Universal's late night Magic Kingdom nights, which I absolutely love. The late night Magic Kingdom nights. I will say nothing but fantastic things about that. Rode Mine Train ten times in a row without getting off. Like it was the best deal out there, but it flopped. It, it did, and I it think. Did. I think this flopped too. I think the price point was too high. You didn't get enough out of it. For those of you who don't know, it was $50 for a half an hour experience you got that you made reservations for. Some of it was Haunted Houses stuff. Some of it was VR. Like escape room stuff too. Uh Uh-huh. And And I think it was a great idea. I don't think $50 was the right price point. I think if you had gone $50, I think you would have had to include an express pass for another house. Yeah, like a one-time express pass or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you could do that. Um, um I and you know we went through we went to Horror Nights, you know, consistently like every week we were there. And in the beginning, they didn't advertise anything. There were the only screen that was on that was ever advertising anything was in Horror Nights and on the main um, amphitheater stage there mm-hmm. on the grass. Those were the only ones that were playing anything. And then you saw, like, towards the end, like, when they realized, I'm pretty sure they realized, shit, we need to get some more people to do this. Then they started adding the bigger projections to the side of all the buildings for all the queues. And that repository um, commercial played, like, every 10 minutes. And, I mean, but I think Universal expected it to sell out, and I think they were very surprised that it didn't. I think that they're either going to have to take it back to the drawing board. I don't know if they'll do VR again, but I think they will do a separate higher ticketed house. And it might be one of these like extreme solo houses. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they don't do an alone house. I think the alone house is the great idea. I think, but, but I mean, also at the same time, Horror Nights is not so much about scaring anymore. Horror Nights is just about going and hanging out with friends and drinking in a fun environment. Well, that's the thing. It's about experiences with your friends. And I think your upcharge house could still be that experience with your friends. Mm-hmm. I just think you got to figure out your price point and who you're targeting. You know, yeah. The, these, these solo houses work really well at, you know, scarier events. Horror Nights mm-hmm. is not a scary event. It's, I mean, the amount of kids I see there, parents should be ashamed for taking their kids to those places, but it's not a in-your-face scary event. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be scared, you can still go there and be totally fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is why you don't see the Nobu necklaces here. Because mm-hmm. you don't need it. And that's another thing that's complete garbage, those Nobu necklaces. Oh, yeah. Um. Well... I don't have a problem if you ever have it and you are bringing it with you into the scare zones that you need to go from scare zone to scare zone to get into like the other roller coasters. If you're there to ride rides and you want to take the scare, you want to go and you, you have to walk through a scare zone. That's cool with the no boo necklace. Uh, my problem is when people try to bring them into haunted houses or 
when events have them like something like not scary farm where it's an upcharge event that's designed to be scary if you don't want to go to that go a different night to to Knott's Berry Farm. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, yes, yes. But something like Cedar Point's event where the park is open normal hours or normal days, normal passes get in there and you can't get to Maverick from Millennium Force without walking through a scare zone, you're, you should probably be able to buy those Nobu necklaces. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. So, I really don't have much more to say about Horror Nights. I mean, no, I had fun. This is it's a, this is it's a different. It was a different episode. Um, we definitely uh, we want more feedback from all of you guys out there. Um, we've got another one of these different format episodes coming up here soon, thanks to an idea we received. Um, and then, and then we'll get back into our regular episodes. We just wanted to try something different here um, and see how it goes. Plus, you know, we were at the park and we started talking about this and we said, eh, wouldn't that be a good idea for a show? And then we kind of stopped talking about it until the show. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting. We genuinely run into, uh, I ran into people at IAPA that were Blueprints listeners and they were like, what are you going to do when you run out of parks? And I was like, I guess start over. Um, but I was telling them when we had some ideas and, uh, mixed reviews. Some people thought this was an interesting idea. Some people thought it was a dumb idea, but. So, um, definitely want your feedback on this. You know, we might do, um, another one of these, like more of these like themed, I guess, episodes. I mean, they're all themed, um, but Mm -hmm. more of these like different episodes, like once every 10 episodes or something like that. But I believe our next episode is going to be one because it's more, it's, a little more time sensitive. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, we might do one of these type of episodes and have it be kind of like an off episode to kind of, I, I don't know, cleanse the palate a little bit. Um, especially during the off season, things are a little slower. So, I mean, not that our, our show really requires it to be the season and we're, cause we're not really news at all anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, um, you know, new attraction seasons are big point because we can tell if we were right or wrong. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're not, you, you heard the episode. It really wasn't, it was more of us just kind of talking about Horror Nights and, and where we want to see the event go. Yeah. We kind of, we wanted to see it grow. We don't want to see, you know, grow out of control. They can, they can easily keep it. Um, do you think our ticket prices are the right price? Um, cause I'm a big fan of, I think I want to get rid of the discount nights. I really want to do the, every night is the same price. And I want to get rid of the Florida resident local pat or the res- Florida resident ticket price. And I know a lot of people are like, no, they make all their money off the locals. They don't want to get rid of that. I mean, how many locals are just coming for one night though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, one of my, one of my coworkers, he decided that, you know, he wanted to go and he was just going to get one day pass. And I was like, spend the extra like $10 and get a frequent fear plus pass. Went twice. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gone that other day. So I think, yeah. I think the, I think frequent fear is in a really good spot. It's pricey. It is 
for a season event that's only going to last you know a little over a month it's 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 pricey but it's it's a good price for what you're getting out of it yep i guess i i, I mean i do agree i'm gonna get it every year yeah um, not- they might eventually price me out of the fridays which speaking of days do we extend to the other two days of the week or are those still are we do we need to have that that cleansing period oh i i don't think we're going to see monday tuesday i think we will see more wednesdays mm-hmm. i also think we will get that final weekend again that week in november that weekend was great Oh, it was by far the best time we ever had at Horror Nights. Yeah. I mean, able to walk around and do everything at our own pace, and every single person there was in a good mood. I did 14 houses that final night I went to Horror Nights. 14. Every single house got done, and then four duplicates. Yeah. That's great. Or five duplicates. Um... Saw Bill and Ted twice too. Pretty much, my hopes is that um, next year they uh, they have a good Bill and Ted. I think that that they need to make a strong show for that. Um, this one was a bit of an off year for it. Um, I want to see another good show. Um, I really liked Asylum of Villains. I thought that was a great show. Um, it worked out where it was. It, it really did. I don't think that would work too well being pulled over to another theater, but I wouldn't mind seeing another theater type show. No, see that show did well with the whole, Oh, what the fuck are they doing? I want to stop and watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, versus if someone just told me I was going to see the, uh, the villain show Academy of villains, I would have been like, mm, no, thank you. And just kept going. Like the name didn't sell it. The seeing the actors do all their crazy shit. That's what sold it. Like, I think the last year's Jack show could have been in a theater because that was mm-hmm. your host. And I think that's there might have to go back to a host show. Yep. I totally agree with the host show idea. I, um, I also, I wonder if we'll see a time where we get three shows. I don't know. Cause I, I think you could see something like the Academy villains coming back again. And even not that show, the same kind of concept come to Horror Nights. You've got, like, the dancers and, like, the flippy tricks and stuff like that. Like The acrobatic show. Yes. I, I think those are fancy enough to watch. And if you do those to, like, thriller music and other Halloween-style music, you could sell it as a Halloween show. And it would pull people to stop for 15, 10, 15 minutes. Like, like Cedar Point has Skeleton Crew. Yes. Okay. Same exact concept as Skeleton that Crew. That show is great. And... And you put it right where it is, and people are going to stop and do that. Mm-hmm. And then you can have your host show and Bill and Ted both in theaters. It works out perfect. Yeah, and that and that draws more people off the pathways. So, I think we will probably leave it at that. It seems like a good upbeat ending to the show, and we're we're just pulling up to an hour here. Um, probably a little longer than we expected this show to go. For. Yeah, I was going to say this was longer than I expected. So longer than Alpi was expecting too, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, leave us feedback on the way you thought of what you thought of this show. Um, the best place to reach us 
for um, feedback is to if you have it's, if it's a smaller bit of feedback, uh, tweet it to both of us at um, Park Blueprints. If you have a bit of more constructive criticism or anything like that, um, you can always email us at themeparkblueprints at gmail.com. Um, personally, me on the internet, I am available on Twitter at the Park Guides. Um, it's it's about you know the industry. It's about kind of what's going on here. Um, it's also uh, pictures that I take. I've been I started putting up some of my older photos onto Instagram, which my Instagram is at the Theme Park Guides, and it's just it's kind of just been a fun thing to do, and that's where I'm going to do it. So you're going to catch stuff like that. Also. I drink beer a lot, so you can find me on Untapped at Eisentraut. Uh, I am on Untapped at Drew the Intern. YouTube, you can find us in all our 12 million views worth of videos Ooh. at In The Loop. I think it's In The Loop Podcast. YouTube.com slash In The Loop Podcast. And at Twitter at Drew the Intern. It's good times. Good, good times. So, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find like a fun Halloween or nights clip to add to the end of this episode. It's, it's a different episode. So, mm-hmm. um, if you were sent here and you found this from Lance at Screamscape, thanks for, thanks, thanks for listening. That was a, that was a fun little thing to, uh, wake up to this morning. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know what's really funny? And this will be like a nice little footnote here at the end. Uh, I saw, it's a new podcast about predict or whatever he like used his title. And I was like, man, what assholes? They stole our show. And I didn't even click on, click on the link. It just moved, moved on and didn't even, didn't even look on to see if that was us or not. And it wasn't until later when I saw it on Twitter. I was like, Oh, that's oh, us. So, mm-hmm. so happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Turkey day actually. So, mm-hmm. um, happy Thanksgiving everybody. And, uh, We'll see you next time. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Bye. Toodaloo. Hello, kiddies. Crypt Keeper here, master of ceremonies at Universal Studios, all new Halloween Horror Nights. With new haunted houses to die for, you'll make some new fiends, play a scarring role in a killer show, and rot more. Don't miss the last two weekends of terror. Florida residents save. Advanced tickets just $22 at Ticketmaster with a two-liter Pepsi label. Party with me at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. You'll dig it. (laughs) 